Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Further down the block, you went, the better it got. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. I'm the Loaf, and with me, Dr. Zahn. Hey, hey. So we might have to change. Big news, then. We might have to change our um, combined weight, because I went to the doctor today, uh-huh. and I only weigh 201 pounds, Daddy. Oh. I could have sworn I was... My, my shitty scale that I've had for years said I was 215. It's that far off. So, Jeez, so all this time you thought you were a big fat slob and you really weren't. I'm just a kind of, I'm just a medium fat slob. Yeah, you're in the middle. You're average. <laughs> uh, this is our action-y, horror-y, Halloween-y episode. Uh, I don't know which one this is. This is the fifth one or the sixth one, but it doesn't really matter. But uh, this week we are talking about uh, two action, horror, sci-fi movies. Uh, they live... John Carpenter's movie from 1988, and James Cameron's Aliens from 1986. We will get into that uh, soon. Zom, how are you? I'm okay. I'm just, um, I don't know, feeling all right. Mm. Uh Uh, Aha. I've been having a little... uh, Gastrointestinal anguish. Yeah, anguish, yes, that's good. <laughs> Yesterday, I was just kind of like, uh, what's this paint things where you, you put the paint in the thing and then you can just spray uh, <laughs> when you spray your house instead of using a brush? Right, right, right. Except mine's just like, it was just like you take a pail or a bucket of house paint and just throw it in your toilet. And that's what it's like, just thick uh, paint. Brown. No, kind of orangish, but it, it smells good. It smells kind of like a, a roast, like a the, roast. I don't think that's normal. <laughs> I know. Sometimes my poop smells like uh, ch- uh, chicken soup. <laughs> it should no, smell like... Pee. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. My pee smells like chicken soup sometimes. Is it also uh, the color of brown house paint? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, the one time when we went to Whorehound, my pee was brown and my uh, diarrhea was yellow. <laughs> I do remember that. I don't know what the fuck was going on. That was like the Emily. Uh, she said that every time that we go to Whorehound, you get diarrhea because of the water. But I don't. I think I was just stressed or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it'll happen. It was weird. <laughs> that was the first time I ever met you. Yeah, that was, that was the time I learned the lesson. Uh, that I have lived by ever since that you taught me, which is never go on a trip without Pepto. Oh, God. I have two sitting next to me right now, <laughs> just in case. That's true, man. Yeah, I love it's it. It's better than getting stuck. 
Um, Amazon Prime, you can buy like a whole case of the chewable Pepto pills. <laughs> they last forever. It's awesome. Chomp, chomp. Um, I don't have any um, Halloween anything prepared, so in honor of you, I'm going to play this for a minute. <laughs> oh, there we go. Boogeyman, right? Halloween. It's Casey. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. This um, is good stuff. This is the kind of stuff that uh, we used to play in the club. <laughs> I'm your boogeyman. Yeah. I'm not sure his uh, boogie is the same thing as like the the uh, the boogeyman of yeah. There you go. So uh, what have you been watching this week? Uh, anyway, let's see here. What have I been watching? I didn't watch too much because we kind of had a short turnaround. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they call it in the biz. Um, I watched 2015's The Gunman with uh, Sean Penn, Idris Elba. Uh, Javier Bardem, yeah. Ray Winstone. Now I'll, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, Idris Elba is not in it very much. Oh, which uh, you know I like him, and I was like I forgot he was in it, and then he shows up, and I was like, well, he didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Uh, Sean Penn um, has very dark hair. Of course. Because I think he might be close to maybe a little bit older than me. And like all my hair is gray pretty much now, I noticed. I've got Ugh. this crazy, like, like uh, it's almost like, you remember when Jay Leno's hair started to turn gray and he got that like swoosh in the front? I'm forming one of those. I noticed it uh, last week and I've got this like swoosh of gray hair like almost right at the front. It ain't gonna get no better. No, it's not. My face hair is my my beard hair has been gray for like a decade. But well, he is five years older than me, and I will say this: I'm not gonna I'm not going to um, make any uh, what you call it accusations. But that motherfucker's on the juice. <laughs> yeah, he's been fucking jacked on his movies for a little he's while like now. Fifty five, and this movie was. An op- it's like every opportunity is for him to take his shirt off, and he's just fucking ripped. He's almost like not as big as Tom Zink, but just he's like Stallone. You know, it's like okay, you're you're too old to be that well built and to not have any gray hair. But anyway, the movie <laughs> is is uh, it's all right. I don't know what it's missing though. It's mm. it's it's kind of like uh, I think we've seen so many of the. Uh, Ex special forces guys, and of course, you know they. The actor always goes and learns some kind of Muay Thai, yeah, uh, Kav Magra shit, and all they learn how to hold a gun, and it's all just I've seen it a million times, so it's it's okay. It was in the three dollar and forty seven cent bin at Walmart, so the, <laughs> the five dollar bin has even gotten cheaper. Three dollars so and forty seven cents. Yeah, and that and it's the big bin. So I think the DVDs are just going out. They're phase phasing them out if they're the yeah. big um, Next thing I watched, I watched today. Today mm-hmm. um, uh, was um, uh, <laughs> still here, Casey. Uh, <laughs> and I just found this picture of this dude in a black jumpsuit and a pumpkin head dancing, and it almost matches the music perfectly. It's amazing. I'm posting yeah, it. On the, I'm posting it on the group. Casey's all about party and having fun. Um, this was directed by Mervyn Leroy. 
uh, and it is 1961's The Devil at 4 o'clock. And it's on Netflix Instant. And this is uh, Spencer Tracy and Frank Sinatra, Francis Albert Sinatra. Um, it's pretty good. It's just long as shit. Like, when I was waiting to record, I started watching that this morning. It's like two hours and 40 fucking minutes or something. Uh, could have been chopped down. Mm. Um, it's worth a watch. The The grand finale is definitely is definitely good. Uh, but, you know... Eh, check it out if you have if you have a lot of time or if you want to watch it in like two parts yeah Brr. that's usually what I end up doing whoa YouTube just added me uh, I watched uh, uh, writer and director and uh, movie star David Sandberg's Kung Fury which is like <laughs> about a 30 minute uh, short action movie which yeah. was just fucking awesome I, I laughed my ass off I we were talking funny. while I was watching yep. it pretty fucking funny yeah um andreas cowling plays thor and i did not know that until just now and he used to be a bodybuilder back when i used to like watch body or follow bodybuilding and hasselhoff is the voice of the hoff 9000 uh it's funny it's on uh, netflix instant watch too and uh it's a pre-manufactured cult film but it's fucking funny so so you should hate it my opinion i thought it was funny too i liked it dig it that it? That's it. Um, watch some hockey. And, oh, watch uh, some hockey. Flyers got beat. Uh, Penguins won. I think the uh, the Blue Jackets have been doing fairly well. They won two in a row. <laughs> you know Coop it's you know it's a, a, they're off to a, a, a rocky start when the uh, team's official Facebook page is already being snarky about posting when they win. It's like, oh, we've won one in a row. <laughs> I like uh, uh, their new coach, uh, and I watch every. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, press conference. You know the the after the mm-hmm. next day mm-hmm. after game press conference because uh, he is known for being like uh, cussing out uh, reporters and being nice. that real douche. And, but it's funny. I mean, in a funny way. Right. So uh, you know, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on on things. He's entertaining. I missed uh, game two of the World Series, and I uh, I gave up on game one and like the sixth inning, which I shouldn't have apparently, but. I don't Is really Kansas have a Kansas City up two games. Kansas City's up two two nothing. It continues again tonight. Kansas City uh, uh, whipped that ass last game. So Emily is uh, the world's biggest Mets fan, from uh, what I've heard. Yeah, even bigger so, than Jerry Seinfeld. She make be crying soon. If I say if Kansas City wins one of the three in New York, it's going to be over. Oh, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, this crowd they have in Kansas City this year is pretty insane. So they're nuts. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they probably like uh, Harley Race is probably in the crowd. <laughs> oh, poor guy. He's in a wheelchair he now. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I didn't watch hardly anything. Um, I I watched a little bit of Doctor Who. The new season's out, and uh, watched uh, watched some wrestling, but. Um, Oh yeah, the pay per view, the Hell in the Cell pay per view. Undertaker must be juicing. He looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the pay per view is uh, okay. All, who all is in the Wyatt family now? Uh, you got Bray Just Wyatt the is, the, is the guy is the uh-huh. normal is the main is the leader. Then you have right. Eric Rowan, the big tall guy with the red beard. Okay. Then you have Luke Harper, who looks he has a Bruiser Brody look. 
Right, I remember him. And they have a new guy called Brom, Brom, Braun Strowman, who I think used to be like a one of those strongman competitors. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of their big muscle now. So Eric and Eric Rowan and uh, uh, the other guy are they're big, but they're kind of fast too. Well, well I thought they broke up. Didn't they break up at one they time? They did, but they. I mean, I think they realized. How, uh, you know, it's like WWE does that sometimes. They'll just like just to keep things changing. They'll just do it, and then they yeah. realize that none of them are going anywhere by themselves. Well, it's stupid when yeah. you have something that's over. Why fucking kill yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, fuck, the four horsemen were around for, what, how many years? In some iteration or another. So, But yeah, they're back again, and now they are fucking with The Undertaker and with um, Kane. I hope they kill Kane. Well, they the came out, so Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar in Hell in a Cell. And it was actually a good. I was, I was, I was surprised. Decent match. And instead of doing the whole like crawl on the outside of the cage, Brock, I've never seen this before. He he ripped the canvas of the mat, and then he pulled up the padding so there was um, plywood exposed, and it, that ended up playing into the finish. But Undertaker lost legit, like one, two, three. And um, well, not legit. Well, you know what I mean. And. Uh, <laughs> So and then the Wyatt family came out afterwards and like surrounded him and kicked his ass and they carried him out like Jesus. So we'll see what happens with that. So Undertaker's Jesus? Well, I don't know. He might be. Maybe he's going to be like I was saying. Maybe they're going to turn him into like a uh, some kind of like sawdust filled golem golem zombie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so who knows? Awesome. But um. So yeah, Jesus. wrestling. And then I watched the only movie I watched was uh was Creep from I don't know if it was twenty. I think it was 2015. It says 2014 on IMDb. Uh-huh. Um, I don't recognize the director's name, but this is a, a Mark Duplass movie. Um, oh, the guy that, okay. The guy that directed it is the guy that, he's one of the stars of it. Um, it's, let's see. I'm going to read the synopsis. When a videographer answers a Craigslist ad for a one-day job in a remote mountain town, he finds his client is not at all what he initially seems. And Mark Duplass is the guy, the 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 uh, the guy you're creeped out by. Is, it's from the name of it. Um, it only has two people in it. There's only two actors in the whole movie, and it's almost found footage, but the camera sits still a lot, so it didn't bother me too bad. Um, only 77 minutes long. It's on Netflix Instant. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It was it was it was good. I liked it, and Duplass plays a creep pretty well. So, um, it's uh, it's interesting. But yeah, I thought that was good, and that's all I watched. Uh, I started. Um, there's another thing on Netflix, a Back to the Future documentary, but I, I fell asleep watching it, so I could I didn't finish that one. So maybe for next time. Yeah, I, I it started to play there a minute ago when I was in there, but mm-hmm. I had to fucking record a podcast. Yeah, fucking podcast. Not that into Back to the Future. You know, I saw Back to the Future in the theater when it came out, and you know, I thought it was a good movie and everything. But then I have come to find that like there's people that are really almost like star war star wars e ish about back to the future oh my god tom zink looks like shit yeah well he's old and um it was like i think he's been getting drunk and uh oh. like going to his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend's house and she calls the cops on him i i just got a little the, but i went up, we were just talking to me ago i only 
saved two of them, but there were three because he had three different wow. different shirts on. Yeah, so, I I've maybe always that's why he hasn't been doing like Meltzer's thing. <laughs> He's been in prison. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've always been a really big Back to the Future fan. Star Wars has always been my thing because I didn't Back to the Future. I don't think had the you know what got me with Star Wars as a kid was all the merchandise shit. Right, right. And Back to the Future never really had that. And I was you know I wasn't starting. I'm surprised it didn't. Yeah, I know. Well. You know why? You I could think... have had McFly and then had his hot mother when she was young trying to, like, you know, suck his dick. Well, that's the thing. I think it was, like, not – even though it was PG, I think it was more marketed towards a, an older audience. I don't, I don't think they were as interested in, in talking to uh, – in, in speaking to children like they were with Star Wars. So. I saw something the other day, and I can't remember who it was. Some commentator came out and said something about it. I don't. He he drew the ire of the Star Wars fans because he said, "I don't know what everybody's getting so excited about. Star Wars movies haven't been good for forty fucking years." <laughs> Which you know, he's not wrong. The first th- two were good, but after that, I mean, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like the first three. I like Return of the Jedi too. I didn't like this fucking Ewoks. I thought that they they uh, that was jumped the shark. They pandered. Because the original, the original idea was, to, I think, to be Wookiees, which would have been amazing. That would have been great. A fucking, like, they should have went full of Chewbacca. Well, yeah, because he wanted to make money off the fucking uh, kids. But, you know, if they would have went dark and had Wookiees ripping people in half and shit, <laughs> you know? In the books that they wrote after these movies, the Wookiees have these, like, they're basically like dew claws that yeah. they can climb trees with. I wish they had shown that. Yeah, they could be like Schnick, like Wolverine, and gut some bastards. <laughs> um, oh, Gary Fisher's just so old now; it's depressing. Yeah. yeah, Harrison Ford's old. Mark Hamill's old. God, <sighs> it's old. Tom Zank's old. Tom Zank is old. You're getting gray hair. I'm getting gray hair. You're old. <laughs> oh, what? What? Um, okay. why don't we take a break? We got a little short intro. Well, kind of short, almost twenty minutes. Um. Which movie do you want to do first? Why don't we do They Live First? They Live First. We'll be yeah. right back with a little talk of Roddy, Roddy Peeper in They Live. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, this is Kenny B. This is Tom KW. And we are two of the hosts from the Podcast on Fire Network. You want Asian cinema in a podcast? Well, we got the solution for you. Because at the Podcast on Fire Network, there's seven plus shows for you to choose from. You want Hong Kong action cinema and audio commentaries? We got that. You want dirty Hong Kong cinema? We got that. You want the eternal question, what's Korean cinema answer? We'll answer that. The flagship show Podcast on Fire covers classic Hong Kong cinema. Everything from Bruce Lee to Jackie Chan, John Woo and Jet Li. Featuring in-depth discussions with an aura of fun. This is your primary stop in the podcast world for classic Hong Kong cinema. So join me, Kenny B and Tom KW and a cast of thousands at podcastonfire.com. Also available on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio and Come chat with us on the Podcast on Fire Network Facebook group and on Twitter at Podcast on Fire. Podcast on Fire Network. It's Asian cinema in a podcast.
play this promo last week? I don't think so. Okay. The song sounds familiar, but maybe I just listened to it a couple times. I can't remember. I don't even know this song. All right. Uh, they live. Zombie, you want to synopsize? Well, okie dokie. A drifter discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to wake up to the fact that aliens have taken over the earth. Dig it. So, we decided to go uh, lower, lower, uh, lesser known movies this week. Yes. For... Uh, <laughs> for Actiony, horror-y, whatever this is. Um, this is from 1988, uh, directed by little-known guy in our circle, at least John Carpenter. You might have heard of him. Um, for me, I don't know how you feel. For me, this end, this was almost pretty. It was pretty much the end of his, uh, like a really great like run of movies for him. Because mm-hmm. right after this, we have well, there was a four-year like he was busy in the 80s. But then in, it, he waited four years before making Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Um, he did In the Mouth of Madness after this, which honestly I don't even know if I've seen. Village of the Damned, which I'm pretty sure I haven't seen. <laughs> Escape from L.A., which is a turd. A turd. <laughs> Vampires, Ghosts of Mars, The Ward. The Ward probably sucked. Uh, I wonder what year I'm going to look it up. I wonder what year him and Adrian Barbeau split up. That might have been when he just eighty four. Really they've split up right around right, oh, yeah, right before right right around Starman. Well, Starman was good. I love Starman. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, before up to this in the eighties, the well, fog, he did some good work Escape after from the New York, Ubo. Well, yeah, oh yeah, well yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, Prince yeah. of Darkness. I'm having trouble remembering. That's uh, Donald Pleasance. I'm having trouble remember that one. Victor Wong's in that one too. Um, so they live now. We, I don't think we've done a, a uh, Roddy Piper movie yet. Roddy Roddy Peeper. I don't think we've done a Roddy Roddy Peeper movie yet, have we? No, you went on a run where you were watching the fucking shit out of like everything he did. So we've talked about it. Man, I'm digging the shit out of my balls right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just feels good. It does feel good. You learn that pretty early on in life too. Um <laughs> So this is starring Roddy Roddy Peeper, uh Keith David, and that's really the two stars of it. We have you have some appearances from other uh names, other other uh faces you'll recognize. Meg Foster. Um yeah, What is the guy's name? That one guy is in. A, I've seen him in a bunch of shit. Yeah, is George Flower, right? The one that was like homeless at first, and then. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm is thinking that who, about that Peter Jason. He's he's uh, what was he was the one that was like uh, what are you uh, in uh, Forty Eight Hours? The guy, the bartender, uh, that's like what a black Russian. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, was, oh, and uh, Cy Richardson makes an appearance yeah. in there. Yeah. Raymond Saint Jacques was. Uh, he was in Doctor, I think Doctor No, the James Bond movie, and he played Doc in the Green Berets with John Wayne. Me. Um. So, yeah, Cy Richardson. I, you know, honestly, God, I don't remember seeing him. He was. You didn't see him until well, you see him a little bit right at the beginning uh, when there when Roddy is kind of wondering what's going on in the church. 
And then you see him later on at the big meeting. Ah. But he uh, doesn't make it out of the meeting. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, there you go. And he's not nearly as cool as he was in that Alex Cox movie we did. <laughs> yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> and Courtney Love in it. Um, so for me, I've, I've seen this movie quite a bit. And I never thought about the timing of it. Because when I grew up, Roddy Piper was Rowdy Roddy Piper. He Keeper. was, you know, he was a jerk. You know, he fucking, I, I hated him. Yeah. He, was, he, 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 would, he was against Hogan and Mr. T. And he was obnoxious, like, yeah. real obnoxious. And he's not at all in this movie. And it wasn't until I watched it this time that I realized how close this was to his big WWF run. Because, like, his big run was, like, 84 to 87. Yeah, but didn't he, he had turned good. I don't, did he turn good by 87? I don't know that he did. I thought he was a good guy when he made this. Hmm. But I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. Because when he turned good, when he turned good, let's see, when did he turn good? He was doing the pit. Roddy Piper. He was still doing Piper's pit. Yeah. But and... I can't remember. Why he turned good? What the what the deal with that was? Let's see. He left for a little bit. He came back. Um, he might have done. He might have gone good then, but I think that was his a few a feud with Adrian Adonis. Yeah, yeah, and yep. then uh, they yeah because they had the mirror thing and he put Adrian Adonis to sleep and Adrian Adonis let himself go and just looked horrible. Oh yeah. You could see he he was so fat, and he would pull his tights up over his big giant gut. But then you could see like his little dick and balls <laughs> through his tights, and I always thought that was so gross. Because uh, his dick looked like it, you know, my, it's a little like a yeah, yeah. One of the what are the the big marbles called that you shoot all the little marbles out of the circle with? <laughs> the shooter. Uh, like yeah, the shooter like cock. Um, uh, I, I used to have this, but this was so close to his initial run. In WWF, so I, I never even put that the two together because he was doing Piper's Pit up until right before he started doing this movie. But he's so low key in this, um, minus a couple scenes. And also another thing you'll notice if you if you watched wrestling at all in the eighties, uh, he was always against like you know fucking Jack Mister T or uh, Hogan fucking a behemoth. But, yeah, Hogan was so big it made him look small. I know, but Piper always like, but he it looks huge in this movie. Yeah, yeah. God, well, I mean, compared to a normal person, you know. Yeah, he's he is shoveling without his shirt on at one point. It's just like Jesus Christ. Well, man. I th- I think too because he knew he was going to be in this that he fucking he probably, pumped up a little. Or yeah, yeah, up he a did little. a couple extra curls, <laughs> full of, uh, with syringes full of fucking decadarabola. Uh yeah, you just chase it, chase it with a little white powder. You'll be good. Um, oh, I guarantee you, he was chasing that fucking shit. Um, so is Pete. the 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 mullet's looking pretty awesome in this too? Yeah. So he's playing a this like kind of unemployed vagabond homeless guy. Um, I think they mentioned he might be from Michigan or Detroit or something. I can't remember if I might be mistaken with that. Yeah, I do remember that. Now it says on IMDb. I don't. I still, as many times I've seen this, I don't remember ever. I, his name is not something I remember calling coming up all that often. It says Nada. Yeah. Like, do they call him that? What? Well, no, but I think that was like the name of the. Um, that was his name in the either the the book or the comic book or something. Oh. Like that. Yeah, he's a short mean, story. That was what his name was. He's, he's a man with no name, essentially. Nada does mean nothing in Spanish. Yeah. So. Um, 
So maybe that was what they're going with. And there's not many named characters at all in this movie. I mean, if you look, <laughs> there's there's Drifter, there's Street Preacher, there's Bearded Man, there's Black Revolutionary, <laughs> there's Ingenue? Mm-hmm. In, 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 I don't even know what the hell that Ingenue? is. Ingenue? What is that? Is that Ingenue? I-N-G-E-N-U-E. That was what uh, Michael Caine was to... Uh... Hugh Jackman in The Prestige. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's Black Junkie. Yeah. Dana Bratton played Black Junkie. Black um, Junkie. <laughs> but Meg Meg Foster's the only one with like a full name in it, which they don't okay. uh, give here. It's like Holly. She, they give, actually give her a last name. But. Was this rated R? I don't. Right for violence. It is rated R, and there's tits right at the very end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, because I was going to say, I, I thought... Maybe it's just violence, but there was Ted at the end. Yep, yep. And they, he he dropped some Fs a couple times, too. And Should it was, have been. Uh, it, you, you, you notice um, uh, Roddy Piper's uh, very craggy acne scars. Yeah. No makeup know, to cover that help, up yet. I mean, but, yeah. yeah. Didn't really notice it too much when he would wrestle, but the, the TVs were, the cameras were fuzzier back in wrestling. Yeah. Back then. <laughs> no HD. Um, well, he talks about that, like, in, I think, I don't know if it's his book or interviews and stuff when he was younger, that he had really horrible acne and yeah. he always, that people always made fun of him or, you know, and then he, Pat Patterson put his dick in his hand and all that shit. <laughs> Yikes. Um, no, that was Lord Alfred Hayes. I'm sorry. It could be either. Um, so we're getting hints as he's going through, he's kind of, like I said, wandering around, he's trying to find work. Um, you get a park preacher that I mentioned the the the, park, the um, outdoor preacher kind of warning about these, the subversive forces and all this stuff and and um, Piper hooks up with Frank. Now Frank is played by um, Keith David. Um, he f- finds them after working at the construction site where you get to see his guns, but uh, he f- he starts following them around because he want he well I guess he needs a place to stay. And Frank's already getting irritated by him, but um, Keith David takes him to this shanty town. Uh, I can't imagine that would ever flying now. But um, the he gives he gives a hard time speech at one point, and I was like, all I could think about was Dusty. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it wasn't quite the same, was it? Um, but Piper's all about like hard work, and he looks annoyed at the. It, it kind of worried me a little bit. He looked annoyed at the fact that, because they, they mentioned a union, and he looks over, and there's all these fat guys just standing there. Uh, yeah. But um, this ultimately, it does end up being a total, like... Uh, uh, Anti-Reagan. Anti-Reagan, <laughs> anti-yuppie kind of message, which makes me appreciate it still to this day. Um, so in the shanty town, there's uh, there's some guys that work across the street at the church, and they feed all these homeless guys. Um, somehow they watch TV out there. I'm not... Didn't quite see how that worked, but <laughs> they keep getting this pirate t- TV feed with this bearded guy, and that's probably his character name. So I'm going to leave it that bearded <laughs> bearded man. There you go. I bet that's him. Bearded man. So bearded man keeps coming on. No, no, no. Or was it, well, I thought that was Drifter. No, no. You're right. You're right. That was bearded man. Who was Drifter? Oh yeah, Drifter. Drifter had a beard also. Yeah, but it's not the same bearded man. I don't know how the hell Drifter, by the way, advanced so far in the ranks in like one day. But <laughs> I guess when you agree to do anything. It was a butt muncher. <laughs> but um, they're getting this pirate TV feed with a guy, with bearded man, kind of he's saying the same kind of stuff. He's like, you're being lulled, you're being sedated. 
the, the poor and underclass is growing. They're dismantling the middle class. I was like, holy shit. They should have had, instead of Roddy Piper, they should have had Joey Ramone play the Roddy Piper part and Johnny Ramone play <laughs> the uh, fascist. Oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Whoops. Cabbage. Um, it came right out the butthole. But the, uh, or, yeah. Maybe they yeah. could have, instead of Bearded Man, they could have Bernie Sanders on, on TV. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the the crazy guy with the messed up hair on there fucking ranting. <laughs> yeah, um, but the all the guys in the uh, all the guys in the Shantytown just want to change the channel, and Roddy keeps getting glances of it, and that's where I took the note. Hey, it's Cy Richardson. Um, yeah. But uh, the main guy who was one of the ones you'll recognize, um, he does the he kind of he's a volunteer. He cooks uh, for the guys at the town. He repairs stuff there, but Piper's kind of. I don't know. He's quietly suspicious of him. He watches him go across the street. He just thinks, feels like something's up. And he follows him to this church. And I'm not really giving away. This is kind of like the whole setup of the story. You're, you, you're He's getting, very clumsy. Yeah. You're getting kind of... He is. I mean, he'll just stumble and like fall backwards into the wall. And, and sometimes, you know, when he's... Now, I, I, I kind of thought maybe it was because being in the ring and stuff, like maybe he's body's kind of beat up but there's times where he's like walking down the street and stuff and he doesn't look comfortable he he doesn't like move his arms he holds his arms like in close to his body and then he i don't know it's just i don't i don't know there was some stuff that he did that just was odd yeah yeah well yeah i mean he 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 keep he got he gets caught in the in the uh well you know but he's canadian so maybe that's oh that'll happen to me yeah but um he kind of he discovers this like crude looks like a chemistry set but i guess it's a lab and he hears these guys making these like moving forward with a big plan um in the next room and that's when he <laughs> stumbles and has to escape but what's this man <laughs> the but the the cops come soon after and tear down the camp after he discovers this thing yeah they got to get rid of them homeless yeah they're taking up round them up throw them in prison sticking up the joint um, Jesus Christ, can you imagine if Reagan would have had the idea of privatized prisons? Oh, what would it be like now? It'd have rounded them fuckers up and they'd all have been in jail. Yeah, we would we would have had cheap Nike shoes a lot sooner, though. Damn right, and it would have been a better place. <laughs> but, um, so Piper, I mean, after, through this, through this much of the movie, I mean, we're, you know, Piper hardly says anything at all. Um, it's really him kind of like watching what's going on. And I maybe I mean you know and and to be a pro wrestler, he's not a bad actor at all. I mean, not I mean he's not great. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but he's not bad. You know, he's entertaining at least. <laughs> what do you think he's terrible? No. no, I don't think he's terrible. But I think he he he's you can really tell. Like okay, say you put um, Keith David. Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And have him talking, and then when Piper's like. It's like somebody who's trying to be relaxed and trying to. It's like, how you doing, mom? You know, and and it, it just he he's he's to me he doesn't seem natural. No, he doesn't. But I but, mean, it's not bad. I mean, I've seen worse. I know what you're saying. Yeah, to be a you know? to be a pro wrestler, he he was able to dial it down effectively. Because usually, he, if he a pro uses wrestler, his uh, wrestling charisma. Yes. You know. 
and he and, and they do good with that. It's a nice balance because he's very low key for a lot of this, but then like when he needs to blow up, he does, and he's yeah. funny. Like when he's like ah! like shooting his machine gun, just like spraying it everywhere, that kind of stuff. But watch any Hogan movie, and you won't even be close to the acting. Oh yeah, level yeah, list. Hogan was fucking so. But but that's like Hogan is so is like the worst of the worst. <laughs> so and I mean, I think, he, he, he they could have fucking Kamala in a movie, and he'd look better, be better than Hogan. I think I think The Rock no, might be like top of the line wrestler actor. Hmm, The Rock. Can you think of anybody like any wrestlers that made better movie stars or movie actors? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. Can't think of anybody. Because usually they're just playing a wrestler, so they're just like grunting or yeah. that sort of thing. Or I, I can't think of any. I mean, he's got to be up. But, but I mean, not that, the, not that a ton of wrestlers become actors. There's more so now. With, yeah, with the WWE studio. Well, Stone Cold's but, fucking horrible. Stone Cold's pretty horrible, but I'll tell you, Stone Cold, uh, Roddy Piper's more entertaining. But yeah, Roddy Piper's probably better overall than than Stone Cold. Also, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. But anyway, so that's when um, that's after the whole police clearing out um, and Piper kind of looking in what's going on. That's when he discovers the shades. And the the shades are on every poster. These these sunglasses that I don't know what makes him decide he needs to take them, um, but the the box seems to change the amount of sunglasses in it too. It seems like really full at first, yeah. and then like there's like three pairs in it later on, and then a few more. Well, show I think up. he took them because he just thought, okay, he he was the first thing you'd probably think is they're making like meth or drugs or something. Yeah. And then he finds this box, and and all the boxes are full of sunglasses, and he was probably just like, okay, what's the deal? You know, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to take take these because they're they're more than just sunglasses, or they wouldn't be hiding them and shit. Yeah, because he found them in the look. Because he had when he had stumbled earlier, he stumbled into this hidden compartment, and that's why they heard him. He had to run away, and then the, he went and he did a total total pro wrestling kick through the wall. <laughs> to bump I don't it. understand why he had to stomp the wall, considering <laughs> that he just stumbled into it. And right, fucking... he probably could have just walked, like slid it over to the side with his hand. But There's sunglasses in here, man. But uh, so it, I don't know even know why he decided to wear the sunglasses. But that's when you get the whole reveal of the yeah. you know obey and consume and sleep the, and uh, all the black the and white signs. Subliminal. Yep, this the truly subliminal. And then every time, by the way, he went by a. Uh, newsstand. I was totally looking for wrestling magazines to see if I saw any. I never did. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of funny. No, you saw those on the floor in the beginning scene of Cruising. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy getting ready to have sex. They were. Did you remember that? Yes. Because I remember, honest to God, they sh- they showed like they they pan all they had on were like jock straps and their leather boots, and they they showed the guy his leather boots were standing as he was sitting on the bed or or not standing but he was sitting on the bed and his leather boots were on top of these wrestling magazines and I bet you there were five or six of them that I have. Nice. You still have yeah. them? Huh? You still have them? Yo, hell yeah! Nice. The one's got dirty roads on the front. <laughs> dirty roads and Mill Mascaris. I have such a big fucking stack of those magazines now too. Jesus, they're 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 entertaining. I got a whole bunch of them out the other day. I was gonna start scanning them and posting the pictures. Of the I know cover. that's what I do as I as I'm reading them. I I just take a photo of like a fucking ridiculous ad or something and post it. I just get like amyl nitrate poppers out and fucking just start you know huffing them and then like you know put them on the you know yeah you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're, what you're saying. Um, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, and then he also, not only does he see all the subliminal messages, he also sees the, uh, the fucked up melted faces of all the, uh, all the rich people. It's all, and that's what I, that's what I like about it. It's all the fucking like asshole rich people that are, are entitled and, uh, you know, think they're better than everybody else. Um, the, what I did want, I did wonder one thing, which they don't yeah. answer. So when Roddy puts on the glasses, he can look through a magazine and every single page is just like white page with big black text that just says, it has a command. Now, mm-hmm. when the alien, do the aliens see that too? Hmm. Can, so obviously the aliens know who each other are. But do, so because right. the reason, what made me think of this is because he has this asshole at a newsstand that says, what the hell are you looking at? And he buys a mat, he buys a newspaper. Now, is he just buying the newspaper for show, or is is he really going to read it, or does he just see like the consume and everything on every page? <laughs> maybe the maybe the subliminal shit doesn't affect them. They they're actually reading the the actual text. The, the actual text. The other stuff uh, it can only be picked up on a certain human. I yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. So yeah, every time he puts the glasses on, everything's black and white, and that's when you see all the billboards. The the uh, he sees like flying saucers in the sky, and it's kind of a neat effect. I, I it's probably due to budget limitations, but like I like that everything looked a little like fifties fake sci fi. Whenever like the yeah, nothing yeah. quite looked realistic, which I liked. Even the cityscape looked like it might be a miniature, but I thought it added a nice little effect because it makes it into a nice little hybrid. It almost feels like one of those like 50s uh, Cold War era sci-fi movies at times, but with that 80s uh, uh, message. Um, but what did he say to the little flying saucer? He goes, well, what are you a little fella? <laughs> he talks funny. He you does. Know, he, just, he does have a kind of a funny way of speaking. He... So he he changes his mind really quick to stop being uh <laughs> there's a pretty quick turnaround but to stop being like kind of quiet to uh murdering police officers. <laughs> that was the bubblegum thing, wasn't it? Well, the, the the he murders two cops first. Yeah, cause yeah, cuz the cops get him in the alley. Yeah, they try to arrest him. He clotheslines the shit out of one of them and then <laughs> he just shoots both of them. <laughs> I just said clothesline, close. then murder, dig it. Yeah, you, you definitely you definitely get the wrestling influence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the action scenes. So yeah, the line he goes into a bank, and this is when he's he's full on Roddy at this point. Like he's given up being being even secretive about the fact that he knows what's going on. He just walks into a bank. He stands there. He's like, "I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum." And then he just starts shooting people. <laughs> but it's like here's it's like how he talks. He goes, "I am here to." Uh, chew bubblegum and kick ass. And then he has this weird long pause and he goes, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> so yeah, that line I read was ad-libbed, but he ad-libbed it and he took it, like he had a list of ideas for pro wrestling promos and he took that from one of his, uh, yeah. I think you can kind of tell the, the, the stuff that, that Piper improvises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's usually some, you know, uh, I, I, I should have wrote some of them down, but they're pretty. <laughs> I think Carpenter just said, just go with it. You know, yeah. No. Dude, one, he, Roddy Piper definitely had a uh, specific way of insulting people that was. He's like, just go with it. And what do you think of my wife's tits? <laughs> Dig it. I think they were already divorced by then. My Aww. ex-wife's tits. Um, 
So we get we get introduced to Meg Foster, who honestly for me plays zero part in this movie. Like they could have left her shit out entirely. <laughs> she has she's cre- a steely eyeballs. She has creepy eyes, man. That's why I was yeah. like, ugh. But like, I don't know. I get it. It 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 has some payoff later on, but the the stuff. How about the part where she fucking clunks him over the head, <laughs> and the motherfucker that would kill somebody. It's Roddy Piper, man. I mean, she 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 fucking the first chance she gets, she clunks him over the head with a bottle of like whiskey or or, or a, a wine, and he he just fucking fly. He's the clumsiest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> he flies through this plate glass window, which. That had to have been, I don't know how many stories, because we're on a cliffside. Yeah, yeah. And he goes flying out and then just goes, boom, you know, like it, all they needed in that scene when he was rolling down the hill was Arnold Schwarzenegger going, blah, blah, blah. Now they have a, uh, the guys in this all have like Wolverine healing factor too. Unless you get shot, you're going to be fine in this wow. movie. Um now, I mean, Piper has hidden his sunglasses at this point. He's discovered that the wearing the sunglasses like kind of, fucks you up and if there's any complaint i have about this this movie seems to take place only like over two maybe three days and it's like so much shit happens all of a sudden <laughs> it's like he's slowly discovering things and then all of a sudden he's action star murderer and he's uh trying to stop this like worldwide conspiracy and it just so happens that the uh "Quote unquote terrorist organization has already developed something other than the sunglasses. It's <laughs> so, yeah. a lot of yeah, so the, the the pacing gets a little weird. But I thought it would have been funny if in the you know in the end like he's like no fucking wonder man you know oh this, you know, like it doesn't surprise him that all this shit but then it, in the end it ends up that he's just a paranoid douche and that he's he's like um, um, schizophrenic. And uh, he he's just he can't face the fact that he's a loser. <laughs> Could be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Roddy Peeper. The motherfucker. I looked up and it just because you know we were at the wrestling thing when he died. Yeah. I mean, he was only sixty-one fucking years old. No. And he had had cancer, and you know. Yeah. God. He had a hard life, though. I, you know, they said he died of a heart attack or like some, say, you know, a heart, a heart attack and while he was sleeping. But I would have to think doing steroids and doing mounds and mounds and mounds of cocaine. Or they had to probably, do something to his system, yeah. Because I'm telling you, when I would see him talk when he got older, it was like he was like Jesse Ventura kind of has the same thing where he's almost got like a tremor. Mm-hmm. Like he, he kind of almost shakes. And, and he used to cut some. When he was young, he could cut those promos, and they were just off the top of his head, and they were great. And he'd be on, like, WCW when he was old, and he would just ramble, and it was, like... He rambled on his podcast, too. Yeah. 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 Poor guy. And he would, like, crack himself up, and it wasn't even funny. (laughs) Sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) Is that what he said? He said that all the time. Um, Uh, Anymore? So, uh... He uh, he's hidden the sunglasses. He goes through probably the cleanest garbage truck ever. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have a spot well, on. Do you think him. he hid the sunglasses in that trash can, and the trash was all sitting there full? <laughs> do you think that they weren't going to come pick the trash up? Uh, oh, and it, well, it it happened to be a, another thing with the pacing. It just so happened to be that the three hours he's gone is the time that the garbage truck comes through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's um, those sunglasses, man? I hid them in this trash can, man. I. I've never noticed this before. I rewound it just to make sure, but Keith David 
um, comes up and like he he refused to help Roddy earlier after Roddy got uh, on the, basically on the news for being <laughs> for killing cops. And, yeah, I would too. <laughs> and um, but he kind of wants to help him out, so he's coming to give him like a week's pay since he can't come back to the construction site. And I've never noticed this before. He uh, he throws the money, but it fucking lands in the box of sunglasses in Roddy's hand. Oh, and it's like I mean he's like twenty feet away, and he just like frisbees. And I was like, I want. How many times do you think they filmed that to get that? Or did, was it? I wonder if that was like the first time. And they're like, holy shit! I remember shit. seeing that when it happened, and I was thinking that 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 they probably he probably did that one time, and it just happened. And they were like, fucking god! <laughs> and like, Roddy didn't perfect. even flinch; it just went right in. I mean, it was like, oh man, it was amazing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but that leads to the sunglasses fight, which is so ridiculous. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay, I've always. When, it's, when I go see this, the first time I saw it in the theater and everything, don't you think the guy would have just put the fu- I mean, He was a little bit too over over resistant, overzealous, and not putting those sunglasses on. Oh, yeah, I would have just been like, "Okay, crazy fucker. Okay, I'll put them on." You know? I mean, but I, I would have just done it anyway. He's like, "Put these on real quick." Why did he even be? Why was he? Why did he even bother saying "fuck you"? I'm not doing that. Why? Why he just okay, fine. And they he puts nearly it on. kill each other because he won't put sunglasses on. <laughs> and the fight goes on for like almost ten minutes. It's awesome. Yeah, and, and not only that, but how many fights have you ever seen where they're doing like a fucking vertical suplex? <laughs> it's great. Shit like that. I love Rod, Roddy tries to punch him in the balls at one point and he blocks it. He's like, "You dirty motherfucker." <laughs> It was a funny fight. Yeah, it was. It was, like, ridiculous, you know. There's two belly-to-back suplexes. There's a gut-wrench suplex. Yeah, when he smashes uh, uh, Keith David's fucking car window. I don't even think it was his. Was it his car? I think it was, and that's why, because they just paused, and he goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. And he starts laughing. (laughs) Yeah, because it was like they were were killing each other, but he was like, oh, fuck, you didn't just bust my window out. I think that was his car. (laughs) With a two-by-four. Um, the guy won't fucking put sunglasses on so he's gonna take a two by four and hit try him to murder it, like, him yeah yeah kill him well, he just killed two cops so. he did too and some people in the in the bank yeah um uh, this must be roddy's line like brother life's a bitch and she's back in heat was that yeah. a roddy line yeah that's a that was like hitler thing at the beginning of uh cross of iron which i forgot to say that i watched uh that <laughs> They say something about like the, the they're talking about like fascism or whatever, and they said something about and the bitch is back in heat mm. or something. I can't remember what the, the thing is, but uh, he stole that from somebody. Man. <laughs> well, there's a there's a great uh, there's a great part with them walking down the street looking like shit and getting a room together. Um, it was pretty funny. Now I liked it. I liked that when they're beating each other up, they actually show like. They actually have black eyes and swollen faces and shit. Yeah. But they heal so fast. Like, by nighttime, their face is fine. Yeah. When they go to the fucking motel and they're just standing there all beat up and oh. they're like, we need a room. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, that was the cruising moment right there. <laughs> yeah. do, you have any, do you have any wrestling magazines, man? Yeah. And some leather? I had, a, I had a bruise on my shin last year that lasted months. And these guys' oh, yeah. faces healed in like three hours. Well, you're genetically. Uh, we we just talked about that. You're you have genetic, genetically uh, inferior. Flawed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always forget when I when I'm watching this, I forget about the the uh, aliens' ability to um, teleport. Teleport with their watch. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty. It's, neat. It surprised me this time when he was getting ready to shoot that guy in the bank. And he just he's just like. Um, somebody says Earth is a developing planet, a third world. I think that might be the bearded guy. Um. 
I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to look in the credits just to make sure. But I'm pretty sure Al Leong makes a makes an appearance in this too. Very briefly, yes. I see him. I thought I saw him running down a hallway or down an alleyway. Let me see. <laughs> yep, there he is. Asian revolutionary, uncredited. Oh, he was an Asian revolutionary. <laughs> nice. Oh, look at there's more there's more uh, names I missed to see. Voice that says sleep, uncredited. Ghoul at bar. Uh, woman at dinner party. Asian revolutionary. Male ghoulie. Uh, female ghoul, male ghoul, newspaper vendor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Al Leong makes an appearance br- very briefly. Yeah, nice call. They do not run Tommy out of Tommy Morrison, Dave, the resistance fighter. He was the one that was in the uh, well, he was actual boxer, and then he ended up getting uh, or they thought he had HIV, so he couldn't box. And he was in that Rocky movie mm-hmm. where he was trading, yo, Tommy, and his son got pissed off because Rocky was spending so much time with. Tommy to train him and then Tommy turned on him because he went with like a Don King character. Did he die Jesus, of AIDS? Dog, why don't you fucking snore a little bit? Did he die of AIDS? I don't think so. Is he still alive? No, he's not still alive. He died in he died in twenty thirteen. I don't know. Um let's see. Did anyway. Um doesn't really say. But the uh, they do not run out of ammo in this movie. For the most part, as soon as I took that note, Roddy runs out of ammo after he shot like fucking 300 bullets out of one clip <laughs> um, <laughs> and pulls out a pistol. Um, but it's that kind of movie. Um, I, I'm a big fan of this one. It's fun. I mean, it's it's a cool little like uh, Pinko Kami message. Yeah. And uh, it's I mean, I it's Roddy there's Piper. people that watch this that get pissed off because they're like, I'm not watching that shit. Or are they too stupid to even know what the actual message is? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that's a coin toss. <laughs> yeah. What, what did I you think, think of this? Probably both. Um, I always like this one. It's yeah. uh, uh, like I, said, I saw it when it first came, and I you know I was surprised because we went to see it when it was in the theater when it first came mm-hmm. out, and I just um, I read on the uh, trivia thing that said like when it first came out it was the number one movie in the country, but it was only in the top uh, ten for like two weeks and then it just plummeted. And I don't know why, because I th- I remember it, you know, that people really liked it, but it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. There's probably is a certain group of people that, that would not like it. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of like a, uh, if you wanted to watch something that's more serious, uh, it, it really takes a lot from, uh, invasion of the body snatchers, I think. Kind of yeah. like that. Um, and it does have a it has a good sense of humor, and I think that you know Carpenter Piper was pretty big, you know, because it's like you know they can say what they want about Hogan at like the first WrestleMania and everything, but Piper was the the I think the main you know thing that you you couldn't have just thrown in you couldn't have replaced Piper. No, uh, not at for, not like the WrestleMania one and two era, like Piper made Hogan quite a bit then because i mean how many times is hogan going to be able to wrestle like iron sheik or yeah i mean iron sheik was just do the same shit all the time yeah pipe but and hogan's interviews were pretty much all pretty standardized where piper was you know he he did good interviews and he was just kind of crazy and everything but i think that carpenter played to his strengths uh and and it, it didn't take itself too seriously um 
don't know if Carpenter did all the music because he usually does all his own music. Yeah, I think he did it. It, I the the music that I can remember definitely had to have been Carpenter or somebody imitating him perfectly. Yeah, because it's usually just like him on a synthesizer or something mm-hmm. playing stuff. Um, Keith David, I always fucking uh, like when I was looking him up to see his bio. Of course, I put in David Keith, and I get the guy with the big cock from Officer and Gentleman. <laughs> I can't best head in fifty states. Uh, he is uh, right still back. working a lot. Holy yeah. shit! Two hundred fifty-five credits. He's doing a lot of voice work here now that he's gotten older too, and like cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg Foster, like you said, I I, I I like how her character panned out. Yeah, because that was kind of cool. Um, Roddy Reedy Roddy 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 Peeper. Um, he has a very small little gun at the end when he's using it's a derringer. It yeah, it's very small. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And um, I'm trying to think of any other things that he did that were just—I just thought some of the stuff, just the way he talks, he's—he—he he, uh, he just has a certain way of speaking, and uh, you know. Uh, like when he went through the food line and they're giving him soup and the woman's like, would you like some soup? And he's like, thank you, mom. <laughs> you know, it's just like he, 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 he tries to be relaxed, but it's not, uh, uh, it, it, it comes off as not natural. It's like he's, he's struggling to be relaxed, Yeah, yeah. but he did a good job. He did. He good did. Job. And I did, I didn't like him with it. I didn't like his fucking hair. I thought his hair looked like yeah, mullet, I mean, mullety, uh, mullety Piper. It yeah, stuck around for a little while because too. there for the longest time when he was wrestling Hogan, he just kind of had short hair. And this is when he went and mullet, and then he stopped wrestling because he was going to get movies. And he came back. He came. Well, yeah, he came back, and it's, he was he was back like a year later, like eighty eight. He was back. And, and I and I thought he looked he looked um, eighty nine. There you go. I just didn't ever like that fucking long hair when he would start fucking talking about how him and Bret Hart were cousins and all this shit. He was too good. He should have been a bad guy. Mm. But I think people like he got he's one of those bad guys that people they started uh, to appreciate what he was doing, so they just cheered yeah. it for him anyway. The the fans turned him. So yeah. I think he but started anyway, to mull it up until he wrestled Bad News Brown when he did the half black body paint. Yeah, and then it's kind of like what? <laughs> uh, sure about that. Bad news didn't care for it. Yeah, he never went heel much. again after that, did he? Unless not Who? Piper, Keeper? not for a long period of time anyway. No, after he got in the movies, I don't think did he ever go heel again. Um, no, he just did referee stuff, but in the mid nineties, he was always he wrestled uh, like Brett, but that was like face versus face. Yeah, I don't think he ever did again. That's weird. One remember it as one of the greatest villains, but he was probably a a, a face a lot yeah. longer because he, he was always wrestling NWO and Hogan. Yeah, and he was a I mean he was a baby face before he went WWF two for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So he had like three years a three year window to become one of the best wrestling villains of all time. Yeah, because he was. Um... When he first started, he was a bad guy, and he was real skinny, and he managed a lot and stuff. Then, like in Portland, he was a bad guy at first, but then he was with Buddy Rose, but then he, Buddy Rose and them turned on him, so he was a good guy for a real long time there. He was when a good he was guy in, in, in Mid-Atlantic when he'd wrestle like... Uh, Mid-Atlantic, he was a bad guy to start with, because I remember... Oh, right. I remember when he, he did something with the U.S. title. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then he then he got he was a an announcer in Georgia with Gordon Soley, and he got stabbed because he was teaming with Ole against Dirty Rhodes and those guys. But he actually some drunk guy at the matches or something he stabbed. Got, it was him. close to here. He got stabbed yeah. in Raleigh after a, a thing at Dorton Arena. And then that kind of made him a hero because it was in the papers and stuff. Mm. And then after that, he was a good guy. But then he went to the WWF, and he was a bad guy. Hmm. But then he turned. They couldn't, you... they couldn't hold back his charisma monk. <laughs> what would you rate this movie? Oh, it's fun. It's nice. It's like a little – It's a, there's a lot of nostalgia. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'll, uh, but it's not a great movie. Uh, for what it is, I'm going to give it a seven point seven five. Oh, I cl- I was typing out what you were going to think. I typed seven point five. I was very close. I give it an eight. I'm right was, there with you. I didn't think I could go all the way an eight. I like this one. I've always liked this one a lot. Um, I this like is, it. Uh, yeah, and I've, I've got a soft spot, soft spot for Roddy Piper too. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Yeah. I was so. I mean, I'm. I, you were there, so I mean, you know. But I mean, I think we both were like, like in fucking shock. I yeah. think everybody at that wrestling thing was in shock. It was weird. So, so we laid on the bed and ate and <laughs> ate and watched uh, two movies that we never ended up reviewing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we never did. <laughs> what were those two movies? Well, uh, let's just for real quick. What were they? It was because somebody picked them. So it was Blood Games. Blood Games was the. The woman's softball. Yeah. Uh, and then like there the was thing, the, treasure, treasure of the, the Amazon was the other one. And that one was the one with, what's the guy's name? Stuart, with the beard? Stuart Whitman. Stuart Whitman. Yeah. Okay. Now, Blood Games was pretty low budget, had a lot of tit. Yes. And it was very violent. And then the other one was kind of like a, it was like a, kind of that kind of like, a, it wasn't a cannibal movie, was it? No. I remember it was, they were out there. It they it had some like native stuff in it, but it was closer to a like an Indiana Jones feel. Yeah, and some animal violence and stuff like yeah. that. And Stuart Whitman would show his gray like his chest hair and it was all gray. <laughs> and it had some fucking in it too, didn't it? Yeah, he banged that chick in a rat in a canoe. So. He was very grizzly. He was. You know. And then and then and then uh would remember the part on the boat where the guy tried to steal something off him, that native? And didn't he cut his hand off or something? Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a he was a he was a sour guy. <laughs> you know the sad part of that was okay. That was in the wasn't that in the summer? What what month was that? That was August. Remember. That was no. That's okay, at that the end of August. July. Because the reason I remember that right. now it's the it's the first weekend of August because that because that's why Stan Lane can never come to them because he does some kind of boat thing in boat Charlotte. Thing. Yeah. yeah. That always happens that first. But, yeah. But what's funny is, is I could probably tell you more about those movies <laughs> and get it right than I could those fucking, uh, the two we did last week. I uh, know. Yeah, that's weird. Well, you, you well, had... I watched, I watched, uh, a couple, two. Okay. The Yakuza movies, uh, Yakuza apocalypse, is not the one we reviewed. We reviewed Full Metal. You can Full see. Metal, and yeah. the two were very similar. They had and then movies, I yeah. watched the the Five Elemental Ninja. And, and you, those five are, Shaw Brothers Venoms. can be easy to confuse if you're not careful. I watched like three Shaw Brothers movies and two Mike Yakuza movies. So that's what confused me. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. 
All right, let's take a break and come back and talk about Bad James specialty aliens. We'll be right back. Oh, I thought you were going to say masturbating. Oh, that too. We'll be right back. One dark and stormy night in the mid-80s, Joe Bob Briggs, Harlan Ellison, and the ghost of El Santo pulled a train on Elvira while Siskel and Ebert sobbingly masturbated in the corner. From that union arose the greatest movie critic and luchador that ever lived. We're not going to talk about him. He's kind of a dick. Instead, we're going to talk about me, El Goro, the stuttering movie fan and host of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Every week on Talk Without Rhythm, I discuss two to three movies tangentially tied together by a theme. I cover action. And the most complete fighter in the world. Sci-fi. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Horror. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. And the continuing adventures of James Spader, sexual deviant. You're not worried that I'm going to fuck you, are you? I'm not interested in that. I'm <laughs> Now pull up your skirt. So check me out at TWORpodcast.blogspot.com, drunkenzombie.com, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract the world. Adios. Directed by James Cameron, starring Sigourney Weaver and Michael Bain, Paul Reiser, Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, and some other motherfuckers. Um, Let me synopsize. The planet from Alien, 1979, has been colonized, but contact is lost. This time, the rescue team has impressive firepower. But will it be enough? Dig it. <laughs> Zom! <laughs> Is that your review of Aliens? What did you think of Aliens? How long had it been it's, since you'd seen Aliens? It was alright. Uh, uh, I've seen this. Yeah. Which I'm sure most of our viewing audience or listening audience has seen this. Um, now, this may be one of the most entertaining uh jesus it might, doesn't even have to be like a, a horror movie but like just a fucking action movie um i've watched this and i haven't watched it in a long time and i thought oh you know i don't watch it. i'm the one to fucking pick the motherfucker and then i'm like i don't know if i want to watch this right <laughs> god damn it it doesn't matter it just sucks you right in and you're just fucking off like a goddamn you know like a rocket ship did you uh, that goes um, to this plane did you watch <laughs> the theatrical cut or the director's cut this time i watched what you call it it's called the um how long was your it was long, and there was sh- the shit that they added didn't need to be on it. Okay, so you saw the added part, like the um, 
like uh, Newt's background? Yes. Okay, yes, so you saw the director's cut. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the actual colony, they show what's going on mm-hmm. there. And now, well, I, and, I, I'm kind of okay with what they show. It made the movie you know, too long. I was okay with it, but, yeah. you know. You it didn't, made the didn't... movie too long, definitely, but I liked the information we were provided. So anyway, but, you know, I just decided this time, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch that and see, you know, what it's like. Um, now, great cast. Yes. Um, I was surprised to find out that uh, James Cameron wanted uh, James Remar to play uh, the, the the character of Hicks, who, which was is uh, inevitably played by uh, Michael Bean. Um, and the, the, <laughs> apparently Remar, um, fucked up, but I mean, you know, he had a, a, a bit of a drug problem. Well, he got caught for possession. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he had a drug problem or not, but whatever he had, he got caught and it, and Cameron's like, okay, well, I guess we don't need this. So instead of getting uh, Gans from 48 Hours as Hicks, we ended up with uh, Johnny Ringo from Tombstone. Now, this movie is, um, as far as I'm concerned, pretty much perfectly cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still watching it again. Uh, there were a couple of moments that made me, uh, well, they were jump scares, <laughs> but, uh, in the medical lab where, um, they have the creatures in, uh, like big test tube things. Oh yeah. To try and, to eat Paul Reiser's face. Yeah. Burke puts his face right up against the glass, uh, his Paul Reiser. And that fucking thing comes and sucks against the glass. I fucking jumped, which uh, made me laugh. Um, <laughs> the, um. One thing, uh, at the, okay. One thing that stood out for me at the beginning of this was how ugly Sigourney Weaver's hair was at the very beginning. Oh, the weird helmet thing. Uh, her hair's kind of long, but it's it's curly and it just looks like shit. Okay, now uh, it looks like least, Barbeau's hair did sometimes. Yes, exactly. But at least uh, she got it chopped down and it looked better. I've yes. never been a fan of hers as far as thinking she was attractive. The closest I ever came to that was when Zool possessed her. <laughs> the red dress. Ghostbusters. And she was acting like she was real, like uh, evil. Yeah. Um, now I will say this from watching it this time is uh, I never noticed how big she was. She's like six feet tall. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's very tall and she'd have flats on, but she would be way taller than most of the, not most of the guys, but I mean some of them. Uh, like she when she, she grabbed uh, she grabbed Burke, uh, Paul Reiser, in, or uh, Ripley did in one scene and had him up against the wall. And if my first initial reaction was, okay, well I'm not sure, you know, because her being a woman. But then I was like, well Jesus Christ, Gordon Weaver's a pretty big chick. Um, Newt, um, the little girl in this, her scream is so shrill. Oh. <laughs> but I will say this, it works because it is terrifying and horrifying. Yeah. Um, the you know, And you can imagine remember, a little kid going through that, you know. When, when I used to watch this, for some reason, that character got on my nerves. She just screams, like, ah. Well, yeah, it's something. So piercing And I don't know what it was, but I tell you, this is the first time I've watched the director's cut. Seeing yeah. some of her back 
story, I think, helped me not think she was as annoying at times. Right. Um, it it pretty much starts out with a, a you know, in the, the like I said, the one that I watched. Um, the you're seeing a lot of uh, not a lot, but they they talk about you know we we there's this colony and it's this and that and everything, and then they go and show the colony and just kind of like the everyday stuff and then yeah. there's there's so actually families there and the colony look- the colony is uh, on the planet that they landed on in Alien so an alien right for those that don't remember the ship. That they were on, it was I think they were were they a mining vessel or something. Yeah, but they well, no, they were they, they were, were asked like to a stop salvage off. vessel, weren't they? Yeah, something like that. They were asked to stop off at this planet just called LV four two six to pick up some shit, right? And that's when the shit went down. So she, now, yeah, she now that um, fifty seven years have passed. Yeah, they're trying to like geoform that planet and still probably get what that original crew right. failed to obtain well it's kind of like it's 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 kind of just like you know nor like colonization on earth where they you know the english or the french or whoever go to mm-hmm. uh some third world country and take over because they have you know minerals or whatever um but and of course with that you know just like earth i mean you know greed conquers everything so no matter what's going on there or what could possibly go wrong no matter how bad it is you still have these assholes that are like oh you know we could we could you know it's collateral damage we could go in and do this or do that and they're always trying to look for a way to make a buck so these two movies actually kind of click together yeah because you have the the greedy one percenters that you know are causing all this trouble just because they want to be rich yep um paul reiser was perfect to play a little fucking yes he was toady douche because at first he's he, you don't know that he's a, a dick right and uh he's just now, toady not a toady douche yet yeah he's not a toady douche yet but he still represents the company and everything um but they end up sending this um this uh, platoon of Marines uh, to uh, this planet to, to, to see what the fuck's going on and everything. Cause they kind of lost contact and, and, you know, Ripley comes and I did like the, that they did the, um, it was kind of like the Matthew McConaughey uh, interstellar thing where she's been in suspended animation for so long that her little girl is actually dead. Yeah. They show like a, a well, you know, give stuff away, I guess. But you know, they, they it's just it's it's at the very beginning. It doesn't really have that much to do with it, except in showing her kind. You you kind of have a motherly instinct on two with two separate characters in this, um, uh, with Ripley, with her own daughter, and then with Newt, and then with the Queen and her. It's ship. crazy, like, and I mean, if you think about it. She is, I mean, she's way older than anybody yeah. already. Oh, yeah. And the she's got to be, what, probably at least 90? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she's yeah. been asleep for 57 years because after she escaped in the last movie, she's just been drifting, and they, they just found her by chance. And I, I liked it that, that, um, that, they, that they did that, and because they could have, see, at first when, when they have like a scene where, like I said, I think most of the people have seen this. You don't want to give shit away or whatever, but they have kind of a a um, a scene where where 
Burke comes in and is talking to her and says, you know, you've been, a, he, he tells her you've been adrift for 57 years. Now, they easily could have come out of that the way that they had it set up and that had that just be part of, it was a dream, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and had it not be that long, but they did go with, run with that and everything, which I think kind of, kind of helped out with, with her and, you know, wanting to take care of Newt and everything when they get there. Um, now, I love, you know, the the Marines thing and everything. Now, they did say that uh, – Car- or not Carpenter. Uh, Cameron had for like two weeks, he had all the guys that were the Marines trained together. And they went and they learned how to do the gun things and oh, wow. march and all this shit except for – I'm trying to think if it was – Michael. The lieutenant guy, maybe. Maybe it was the lieutenant guy, but, but he kept all. The, he kept the. He kept like Ripley, and Paul Reiser, and Paxton. I think maybe the lieutenant guy separate. Oh, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wanted them to actually feel like a team and wanted them to seem like outsiders. Yeah. And yeah. they pulled that off. Now I did Lance Henriksen. I love him in this. He's great. Yes. Uh, it's kind of weird seeing him as young as he is because he's still kind of has like a not really a craggy face but he he always kind of has like an older looking face he looks weathered yeah it looks weathered <laughs> um but he was very good and the 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 uh classic scene you know paxton like roddy uh, carpenter with roddy piper i guarantee you paxton ad-libbed several of his lines in this, you know, when he's like, yeah, motherfucker, we're going to kick some fucking ass. And, you know, they're all on the, on the, um, the landing thing. And he's walking up and down the aisle, like high, kind of like high five. And he, everybody is like, he was hey. probably cast for this after they saw him do Chet and weird science. Oh yeah. Cause he's such, like, just do Chet. He's so great. We're fucking dead. Me, man, we're fucking dead. But he's so great. Um, and he really fucking stands out as far as, you know, the rest of them and everything. Because uh, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off at some of the shit he says. Like, there's one part where he he's, uh, decides that uh, after hearing the evidence of what uh, Burke has done that he's going to fucking kill him. He's like, you're fucking dead me, man. We're going to fucking kill you or something. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, that was so funny. Um, but the whole thing... And I will say this, the way that they did um, the – now, of course, the ship, the Marines' ship, when it's going to the place, I mean, you know, it's more like a big spaceship and everything uh, that's, like, loaded to the teeth with weapons and everything. But then once they – like, the the, the, kind of like the hovercraft thing and the uh, Land Rover kind of uh, armor personnel carrier thing that they take in and all the equipment they – have is to me is very believable looking i mean yeah yeah i didn't think the whole time when i was watching it for some reason i know this is stupid but i just didn't think you know i'm watching special effects here you know even though i know that they didn't have like you know that they based the the one uh i think the one um craft that comes from the main ship uh down to the planet and lands uh, on like a some I can't remember what helicopter it is and everything, but everything looks kind of cool. But looks it, like it could be real. It wasn't like ray guns, you know. Pew, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, um, and the way that the Marines act—that uber macho asshole kind of you know 
they're, they're assholes to each other. They're assholes to everybody, but it's like a camaraderie kind of a thing. And <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I, you know, I, I, as a, as a guy, you know, you always like a, a, a chick in a movie who's badass and tough. Mm-hmm. And even though Vasquez as, as uh bill Paxson, when she's doing like pull-ups, what did he say? Something like, uh, do you or something about do you like men yet or no? Something, ha, something did anybody effect. ever confuse you for a man? Oh, okay, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she says no. Did anybody ever confuse you <laughs> as a man? And but I when I first saw this, which when was this made? Was like eighty six. Eighty six. Okay, yeah. so I was just a couple years out of out of high school. But you know, I just remember she was like one of my favorite characters because I thought she was so badass and everything. And her and the other dude, they had like the the uh, real heavy machine guns that would those, like those guns they had are pretty cool they hold them off to the side and yeah. they're like mounted on their waist with this bracket and they almost did like a kata the two of them in this it was just a real quick scene where she's standing there doing like this like these drills and the other mm-hmm. guy comes over that's like her partner guy and he does the same things that looks really cool um hicks and ripley kind of have like a sort of like a connection because he's even though the rest of them are real dick swinging assholes, including the women Hicks really isn't as much like that. Like when they're, when they do the, the, uh, the drop in to the planet, everybody's like, uh, yeah, or they're, you know, all that shit. And he's just laying there like fucking sleeping and shit. He's kind of chilled out and everything as, as far as not being a, a real douche. You right. know, over the top macho douche. Because you know, if you were on a plane or something with those guys like that, you'd be like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" He's still, ch- he's still channeling his Kyle Reese from Terminator. Thanks. There you go. Uh, they're kind of similar, kind of you know, guys. Or whatever. I did like in one scene, um, and this was kind of like a Marines kind of a thing where um, uh, I don't know if it was Burke or who it was said something like, "You know, they can't make that decision. They're just grunts." And then he catches himself and says to Reese, he goes, you know, no offense. And he's like, none taken because he's proud that he's like an <laughs> infantry guy and and just a grunt, you know, and not a not an officer or whatever. Um, the once once the, when they get into the installation, I oh, okay. First of all, an iconic scene was when they have when uh, Paxson who's like a redneck, you know, kind of loudmouth redneck, he's always posturing and everything and they do the thing with the knife with Bishop. I love that. I'll never forget that. That's, that's so cool. Did you and, guys did you ever do that? I, I think everyone I knew at one point tried that with a knife. Not that fast, but Yeah, hell, how I mean, you know. <laughs> right. And then when Ripley sees the white milky shit coming out of Bishop's finger, she's not which, happy. And but and the thing with that is is um, it's almost like the HAL nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're supposed to be uh, not make mistakes and everything because the one guy even says, "Bishop, I thought you never missed." And he's saying, and she's saying, "Well, we had a synthetic on our prior um, on the the thing where they first came into contact with the xenomorphs." And and he goes, well, that must have been an older model. And they say, well, it was this model. And he goes, well, yeah, yeah, they had a lot of problems with that. But in the same instance, he did the knife thing and he cut himself. So he has the ability to make he's you know make mistakes. Yeah. But he says that they're pro- they're programmed now not to harm humans in any way. Well, I right. mean, you can program something to do 
like I said, like Hal in 2001, he wasn't supposed to hurt anybody anyway, but then they gave him an illogical order or whatever, and it fucked him up. Right. Plus, he didn't like those little douchebags. To face it, you know. But anyway, um, I I like the buildup when they go into the installation, and they're just like, you know, so much bravado, so much macho, macho shit, you know, like uh, it's going to be another bug hunt and all this and that and everything. And, you know, you know, if you've seen the first movie, you know that these assholes are going to, you know, hey, they're going to get what for once they get in there. Right. And when they do. And it's a lot more of a what for than you than you got well, in the first one. When it cuts loose, uh, and the best part is, is um, they say basically they're sitting on like a, like a hydrogen bomb. So don't, you know, and they get in there and they're like, Oh fuck, don't shoot any. Cause Ripley actually, um, it's one of those deals where they're, they're always dismissive of her. And I think they do that a lot to, um, because this is a, a woman empowerment kind of a movie. Yeah. Uh, where the hero is a strong, powerful, smart woman. Non-military, and, like that's the that's yes. kind of the point is that she's she does a really good job of being like afraid while risking appropriately. Like right. she's not and, she's not but, foolhardy about it. She's not diving right in. Now right. I think that changes as the series goes on as she gets more like jaded about what's happened. Yeah. But these first two movies, I mean, she's scared shitless like the whole time. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, and that's good, you know, because who wouldn't fucking be right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but the. the uh, <laughs> I love the uh, the lieutenant who is kind of a novice kind of a guy. He's he's takes charge and he's given orders and everything. But they they the rest of the the grunts that are um, they're battle hardened soldiers that have been in the shit, and uh, so they don't really respect him. They don't really respect Ripley. They do, they don't respect Burke or any of them. They're they're out for them, you know, not out for themselves, but you know, it's a job. Yeah, and they're just like you know, you fuckers don't know what you're talking about. Which I, I do like how that pans out, where she shows that you know, I th- I, th- I the one uh, I will say this watching this this time, it was kind of like spoon fed, ham handed kind of shit, where when they do the loader thing at the beginning. Yeah, well, it's probably because you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, but I, I, that's true. But the one part uh, and another part was their reaction when she says, "Well, I can, I can use that loader, and I have this such and such license, which says, you know, okay, she, she did this as a job." And then when she gets in the thing and she picks something up and and she picks it up and lifts it and looks over at the guys, she goes, "Where do you want it?" And they're like. <laughs> like they're just like all like whoa and i'm like oh, give me a break she just said she fucking it's not like she went over there and picked the goddamn big bomb up with her own two hands you know she said that she did the job and she's you know it'd be like somebody saying you know i could drive that truck over there and they i i, I drove it for five years now and they go over and get in the truck and start driving and they look over and they go where do you want me to drive this truck and you're like Ooh. <laughs> it was hicks and um where are you gonna move that missile yeah, the, subject, uh, the, the black guy who fucking practically fillets that goddamn cigar 
He doesn't. As soon as he wakes up, it's right in his mouth. Oh, and I don't think he ever fucking lights it. He's like got. He's chewing on it, and he's fucking. I hate a wet cigar. I don't know how. I I I I have smoked cigars. I can't stand for them to be wet on the end, especially when you leave it out. That thing must have been like a fucking piece of wet. Oh, gross! Or something. So anyway, or big turd, big wet, yeah, greasy turd. <laughs> but mm. I, I, I like the reaction on the lieutenant's face. Uh, one when Ripley points out that uh, they're they're if they shoot anything with those armor piercing bullets, that it'll oh, go up like bullet, a fucking yeah. hydrogen bomb. And then number two, that that was when he's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Okay, everybody, take their ammo clips out or whatever. But then when Vasquez and the other guys start fucking cutting loose with the fucking... <laughs> I mean, he's fucking shit. He's like, who's firing? You know, that was great. And uh, the um, the cameras, uh, that point of view was cool. That was a nice touch. Um, I'm always disappointed in older sci-fi movies when I see they haven't thought ahead to higher definition video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're always still... It'll be like the year 3000. They'll still have square... Uh, square fuzzy video, <laughs> grainy as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but was, that still was pretty cool. And you, you have to figure, you know, they're in there and everything's all the all the fucking uh, cocoon like um, shit that those goddamn aliens. Well, I guess it would be almost like a wasp's nest. Yeah, it's like it is like like ants or bees or something they like that. that. You know, you know, when you when you see it, like when you go outside and you find like a, a one of those big a uh, uh, beehive or a, a wasp nest that's like a, a big, almost like a big football mm-hmm. or something. And you're thinking, okay, what the fuck is this shit made out of? I guess it's like mud and I don't know. Usually those are the ones that are shaped like a football are made out of paper. They like, they can make paper out of the, like, the like bottles. chew up wood, wood, like wood pulp and they chew it up. And like, basically when they spit it back out with their spit, it makes, See, it I never even paper. knew. So you just yeah. said that what the fuck that was, but that's like, what always amazes me with like a, uh, it was a gigger that, uh, that, fucking designed all that shit yeah that, geiger that that, that look yeah. and you got the queen the queen alien in this one who fucking like really looks cool i love her like transparent teeth that they give her out those eggs are so, Ugh, so gross that big, big ass t- she like, has yeah yeah it's like a big fucking long uh well i mean it wouldn't be like a rectum but i mean because it's, it's it's a birth canal thing but it's so gross and she can and, detach from it yeah well the, ripley kind of detached her from it, <laughs> right I, you know, you were talking about the um, the different technology. I really like the little motion sensor radar things they have because it's kind of low. It's kind of like low, low on the totem pole as far as technology goes. But like, what's what's nice about them is that that they they're sensing living things. Yeah. So there's several times where they do a good job of of building tension by showing shit coming in on their radar yeah, or you can hear the beeping yeah room. you can hear the beeping sounds they're making they're like they're six meters away and they're like wait a minute that's right on top of us and then yeah what's well, kind of like also the um oh what they call them the automated sentries that they set up in that one mm-hmm. tunnel, like a couple of the tunnels. Oh, you, yeah, they, yeah. You can barely see their camera, but all you get, you have just like the countdown of how many bullets yeah, they have left. You don't, and they don't. you don't hardly see now on the last because they had four of them in the first tunnel when they came. You never saw the aliens. You just heard the guns firing. You saw the guns firing, and you saw the countdown. Now the second time, 
when those all run out, they they try and come through another tunnel, and those guns are going off, and you actually see some of the aliens getting you know, fucking wasted. You know what I think? If if Cameron could have held off, it could have made it even because you know in the first one they held off forever showing the full alien, right? If he could have held off the same way, and like like that hallway scene, don't show any aliens. You know they're there. You've gotten a glimpse, but don't show the aliens getting like getting like uh, shot up. Don't right. show the aliens getting run over by the car. Like save it until the big thing with the you know flamethrower and Queen Alien, and, and mm-hmm. save it for that. And and I think it might have even. But I think he was you know I, I I think he was more interested in an action movie, not uh, like building tense tension horror movie type. Well, thing. and in this one too. It's different because in in the first one you had you know you had the one uh, that was on the ship, but in this one it's more like a siege kind of a movie yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just hordes of them. It's almost like the movie Zulu with uh, Michael Caine, where there's only a handful of British soldiers and there's all these Zulus, just swarms of them coming. Or uh, again, you know, we're doing uh, we did John Carpenter like Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Or Rio Bravo, or something like that, where they're they're under siege. And what did I watch the other? Oh, it was Penny Dreadful, where they were th- this uh, past season. The the uh, Josh Hartnett has like a little speech about being in a siege uh, in the old west with these Indians coming, and he says, you know, you have to protect your at all costs, no matter what. We have to protect our cliffside or whatever. Um, I like that co- whole thing, and and how. Um, they have to try and keep coming up with ways to uh, stay safe and everything, and then their numbers start getting whittled down, which is, you know, there there were several people at the beginning of this, and I was like, well, shit. I remembered, like, Vasquez and, like I said, the big blonde guy that had the same gun she had, Hicks, the sergeant, the, the black guy, and, um, and uh, Paxton. But there were uh, several other Marines that I forgot about yeah. because some of them get wasted pretty quick. And then there's some of them that were there for a while, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they, but they, they just didn't have the personality or the, you know, the charisma or whatever. Um, they were the, the red shirts. <laughs> yeah. The red, they were the red shirts. And then the, the, the female pilot uh, with her aviator sunglasses, man, that one scene where, where they're getting ready to lift off and, she fucking just looks over her shoulder. I was like, oh, my fuck. There's a couple of those where the alien, you know, you're just like, oh, my fucking she, God. Those glasses got on my nerves because when when I first noticed them, they're fucking, they're flying in outer space where there's not much light. Right. Then they, they fly onto this planet that's fucking, it's like it's perpetually windy and storming. It's nighttime yeah. and she's still wearing aviation. Come on. Well, you get that gives you the, uh, you know, the old school military. Yeah. In case pilot. you didn't know she was a pilot, she's right. wearing aviators. Right. Come on. But it, 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 this very easily could have been like a, a movie where, like I said, they're, um, uh, even uh, Dark of the Sun, where Rod Taylor and Jim Brown are taking that train, mm-hmm. and they're going to rescue, you know, get those, uh, get that gold because the greedy people want you to go get the gold. Yep. And if you can save some of the some of the uh, settlers, that's fine. And then all the the Simbas show up. Um, yeah, I like how they keep that corporate slant in this. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the the easy answer could have just been nuke the shit. But yeah. the the company, you know, says what this installation has a significant dollar value connected right. to it, so they can't just well, do and, that. And they come. The the sad part is, that, okay, they say, okay, if we nuke it from orbit, then we'll lose all the mineral minerals and all this and that. Right? But then they're so fucking greedy, and they the, want the alien, yeah. 
yeah the, as a as a um as a as some kind of weapon or whatever which when you get into prometheus whether the i see but the thing with prometheus was i don't think you know that they uh the one guy says it's a um the xenomorphs a- weren't a thing yet. Yeah, the xenomorphs weren't a thing yet. There was a there was a weaponized thing in Prometheus, but they had no idea that it would be turn into what it did. So yeah, this is a completely had, but, different see, thing. I they was want. wondering in um, in Prometheus, the one guy says um, it's a like a, a weapons. You know, this is a chemical weapon or a biological weapon thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it. It was the, the the that was just the the engineers had the shit to evolve stuff, yeah. And they just happened to be on that fucking planet, and those goddamn worms got into the shit that evolves, which created the xenomorphs, right? Eventually, yeah, with the xenomorph, yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but not, but the the engineers didn't. That wasn't it. Wasn't a weapon that they were using. It was just like the, something where they went to a world and they put this shit on the world and it created life. Right. So whatever. It was fucking yeah. Prometheus. Which they are <laughs> they are making the second one right now. By Dig the way. it. Dig it. Um, now, Prometheus, you know, I think we all pretty much can agree that Prometheus was better than this movie. By far. But, Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> just threw that in there for one person in particular. Um, <laughs> like I said, w- with the extended version of this, it made it like I don't know, two hours and oh, it was one hundred and fifty-four minutes. Yeah, so it was. I mean, it's you know, two over two and a half. And and it really added to the length because when I was watching it, I kept thinking, okay, they got to a point where. Uh, I, I did like the one uh, toward the end where it was Vasquez, the inexperienced lieutenant, Hicks, Newt, and um, Sigourney Weaver. But of course, Burke takes off and he's fucking, you know, tr- just out for himself, trying to save himself. But right. they're in that fucking tunnel thing and they're uh, welding the doors behind them. And Vasquez gets – she's kind of like the rear guard while they're all going through there. And I love the way it looked when the aliens were like, – they would show one at a time because it was just big enough for only one of them to come, like I guess like in single file. And she mm-hmm. at first has a gun, then she gets down to her pistol. But when they're crawling through the thing coming after, I was like, that looks so fucking cool. <laughs> but when it got to the point where Bishop – uh, and another cool shot was Bishop uh, crawling through the uh, tunnel to go to the um, the big dish uh, satellite thing to try and mm-hmm. call down the thing. I like the shot of his, just his face being illuminated as he's crawling through there. Um, but when it got to the point where um, it was Hicks, Newt, and Sigourney Weaver, and they were going – and Bishop's out doing the thing – they get to that water thing, and I th- maybe it was because they had added so much to the beginning, it started feeling long. Yeah. But I thought, okay, this is the end. And, and, but I remembered the shot of Newt in the water and the big thing coming up behind her. So and then I was yes. like, oh, shit, it's not over yet. They still have a lot more to go. 
but it's almost like maybe if maybe in the because I don't remember feeling in the original version that it was too long. But when they added that shit at the beginning, it's like, okay, you know, they need to wrap it up, but they still have another half an hour to go. You yep, know, yep. Um, which 15 did, minutes, well, I think, is added with the director's cut. Yeah, the dire- the director's cut, it's like, you know, Apocalypse Now redo or whatever. Uh, they add stuff which is cool if you've seen it. Like when I was watching this, I was like, fuck, wait a minute. I've never seen this before. Yep. You see stuff that you've never seen before, which is kind of odd. It's like, did I fall asleep during this part? Because I know I've seen <laughs> this movie probably 20 times. But inevitably, it it's the stuff nine times out of ten that they cut is shit that needed that was in yeah. that needed to like Kill Bill, the Michael Jai White scene where he fights Bill. I mean, even Michael Jai White, I was watching that today, said you know it was cool, but he said there was really no reason <laughs> for me to be in that fucking movie other than Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. you know, liked my stuff and we liked uh, black exploitation movies. Um, but anyway, this for me, this is one. I mean, one of the best uh, action movies. It is a fucking horror movie because yeah. number Jake and I had a, a a debate, not a debate, but a a thing a, when we were at Horror Hound where we were talking. And let me ask you this question: Okay, does a horror movie have to be scary to be good? Um. Well. I, it has to, I'd say it has to at least, I I guess so, but, but for me, horror movies don't scare me anymore. Right. So I can still find enjoyment in horror movies even when they don't frighten me. Right. So I don't, maybe that, maybe it's just semantics there. I well, don't. Well, for me, you know, it's like the, the jump scare things. Yeah. Times out of 10, I can see them coming because all the sound stops. And somebody's starting, you know, like looking around the corner, or they're getting close to something. You know, something's going to jump out, whether it's this fucking cat and it's not the monster. <laughs> or monster. Yeah. Yeah, or something like that. But still, in this one, I even knew that motherfucker was coming. And I yeah. Still was well, like, I, th- I think they do because I think that's like, you know, it's like saying, can a comedy be good if, they, if nobody, if, if it's not funny? Right. Because that's like, that's like the thing of a horror movie is something is horrific about it. And if it's not, I mean, but there's other kinds of horror, you know, you have like... Well, and it's the difference between, okay, a comedy that, like, uh, I think the first time we went to see Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in the theater, I mean, I was just laughing my fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. But then I have seen comedies that I thought were funny where I wasn't, like, bent over fucking just, you know, yeah. pissing myself. And the same thing with horror, you have... Uh, in the when I saw the remake of The Ring, it creeped me the fuck out. <laughs> uh, but there's a difference between that and the jump scare because the jump scare yeah. is more just like a physical reaction. Yes, you know something startling you. It's coming out and it's startling and that's, you. But it's, that's the only thing that gets me in horror movies anymore is a jump scare. Yeah. If anything, I, and I don't because like, I don't. It's kind of like cheap heat. Yeah, and I, but the cheap heat's all that really gets a actual reaction out of me as far as horror goes, except for I appreciate the scary stuff, but I don't feel scared by it. Right. Well, you're so fearless. I, I am fearless. <laughs> I just, I just don't care anymore. That's what it is. Um, okay. But I mean, why don't you go, go with some of your stuff? Cause I mean, this, uh, this, this is one of those movies that you could just talk about uh, every, there's so many iconic scenes and so much. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, honestly, you've covered about, you've covered it very, very thoroughly. Um, 
I didn't I I didn't know until today when I watched this that Walter Hill had a a hand in writing it. I knew he produced the first one, but and uh, the guy that did the visual effects, Stan Winston, this was his first Oscar. I mean, he did well. He did worked on Terminator. He worked on um, Predator, which that we've done. Um, See, because I assumed and he's when done a few I Terminator watched, movies. Watch this. I never looked at the. Uh, at the credits and everything, and I just assumed that it was the same guys that were, you know, when you watch uh, Yodorowsky's Dune, mm-hmm. and they're talking about making aliens and, you know, uh, what's his name that did the, um, oh, shit. Uh, God, I've watched that so many times that I knew all the names, and now I, O'Bannon. Uh, uh, yeah, and, Dan O'Bannon wrote the first one, but not this one. Right, but I mean, I, I but I I assumed that he did like the special effects, and that you know, of course, they still used the the same uh, look for yeah. the xenomorphs and all mm-hmm. the shit that they put on the walls and everything. But oh, it he wasn't did the, the, same. the thing. He had, Stan Winston worked on the thing also. Okay, yeah, and Cameron. I mean, you know, you think of him as like you know. Uh, What's the goddamn <laughs> the Titanic? Titanic, <laughs> yeah. Fucking do, do a total blank on the word. <laughs> um, but you know, but uh, an Avatar and stuff like that. But he's he made some that? good stuff. But I just don't see him as as much as the the. Um, but maybe that's why that this was more of an action movie. Yeah, well, it's, it's Cameron's touch to it. Because right. I mean, look at the look at the movies Cameron has done. You know, uh, Terminator Two, True Love, as opposed to the Terminator. Oh no, he did the first Terminator too. Yeah, Terminator also. <laughs> um, yeah, True Lies. Um, the let's see, as far as what else, do you else find I have? Sigourney Weaver sexy? Sometimes. Sometimes. She wears a little underwear. Looks nice. Uh, the long hair, no. She Zool, yes. I don't know how long they were in suspended animation going to that planet, but um, like in Prometheus, when they came out of it, and they're like. They're all sick and shit. They're vomiting and everything else, and the Marines get out, and they're doing, like, pull-ups and shit. <laughs> I would think you'd have a little uh, – take a little bit of time. Well, that was like uh, – what's her face in it? When she came out in Prometheus, she started doing push-ups. Um, yeah, that's true. Charlize. But yeah. then again, there was speculation that she might not have been a human being. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I talked about the corporate stuff. I I'm wondered as I was watching this – what's that? Uh, what's her name? Charlize Theron in that Mad Max movie was fucking awesome. Yes. Um, I wondered as I was watching this this time if I I was trying to remember if if I had saw if I saw this movie first or I played the arcade game associated with it because I fucking <laughs> spent so many quarters on this stupid. Game. <laughs> God, it came out. See, the game came out in 1990, <laughs> so I don't know if I saw the movie before I played the game, but I played the game a shitload. And the game was cool. You only played as Ripley in the game, but she had all the same weapons. Like she had like rocket launchers and shit. You were just blowing up aliens left and right. Um, well, I will say this: um, I was goo goo gaga as a little kid over Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, mm-hmm. to where I was like, "Fuck," you know. I watch those now, and they don't do anything for me. They do not hold up at all. This motherfucker is just as good now as what it was when I first saw it. There you go. Um, to me. And the first was, one is, too. 
I, th- thinking- I will say this. I will say this. I will take Alien and Aliens over Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back any day of the week. Depends on it. Uh, depends and on my mood for me. I, I have a more nostalgic tie to Star Wars, though. Um, let's see. Um, Stan Winston and Prometheus is better than all of them. Well, yeah, that's way better than Star Wars. Uh, there's a Reebok plug in there. I don't know if you saw that one when she's putting her feet into the loader, and you, they show her Reebok icon on the side. I was like, uh, oh shit, yeah. Reebok's still around in like 200 years from now. I don't. Yeah. What size shoe that big old woman wears? <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> her and Ernie Ladd could switch shoes. Um, and, you know, I will tell you this too. Another thing that I noticed in this, and I, and I also noticed in um, the TV show, uh, the Strain. Because mm-hmm. in the Strain, the vampires, um, it's it's a um, it's a parasite. So if you cut, like if you have a, a, a an axe and you hit one of these vampires in the fucking head with it, and their blood is like almost like bishop's blood, it's like this white blood. Mm-hmm. If it gets on you, it's 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 full of uh, parasites, like a worm, like a oh. like a tapeworm worms and they'll get in and, and go crawl into your like your corners of your eyes or under your skin and everything okay it's the same thing with the acid in this oh it's so there, fucked up there are times where you're like okay now wait a minute hicks just shot this fucking thing right point blank put a <laughs> shotgun in its mouth and shot it and none it of the acid, get any acid it's, on them. it's were... it's selective on who the acid gets on you know? well yeah there's another one they run over an alien with the car and and somehow the tires cannot be affected by the acid i guess yeah but that and that acid's supposed to burn through like on on the even the first ship when harry dean standing yeah, off the they were worried it was going to drip all the way and break this air seal yeah that's um, a pretty bad acid can you imagine what that thing's come is like uh, 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 if they do that even and what do they eat i had that note down what do aliens eat because it doesn't seem like they eat people no because they just they just, they just lay the- eggs in them but like what do yeah. they do do they not eat? Are they just like uh, they're just there to like reproduce, and then they go and find something else, and like they just live for a few days, and then just <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like well, you never it's see like them a actually... pollination kind of a thing. I don't know what the fuck the goddamn motherfuckers do. Wait, the third Are they one? Do they talk about? They must be like asexual. They have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the huh. the queen's the only one that lays the eggs. But is is it like a bee where they just feed a female bee? The well, say there's male bees though. I'm they like just queen. feed the they feed the a female bee the royal jelly and she turns into the queen. Maybe maybe the the they have like some kind of fucking honey or something. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. We're thinking everything. We'll have alien to ask Bad honey. James about that. Bad James, let us know how. What do aliens eat? And uh, my, I'll leave it with this. I liked uh, Bill Paxton's line: "Stop your grinning and drop your linen." <laughs> he has many lines like that and i think i actually listened to some of the commentary at one time i oh, did yeah? this time and i think that he did say that he you know cameron kind of told him said you know do your that's cool you know, your own ad lib you know your own uh redneck bullshit yeah all right let's rate it 10 10 wow there you go yeah. Oh, um, yeah, i'm 10. I'm going to rate the director's cut. For me, this is an 8.75. I love this movie, but this version I've watched today is just a little bit too long. I, I yeah, like the, if we're going to do that, yeah, I would, I would say still 
8.75 for the director's cut because it didn't need to be what it was, but the, the original was a 10. I'll leave you. I'll leave you 10. Um, but I, I mean, for, for me, I, I think I, do you prefer this one or the first one? Oh, they're both so different, but they're yeah. both great. They're both tens. I, I like the first one better than this one, and I would actually rate it higher, which is why I put this one in 8.75, because you have to compare so the, the two. the first one would be an 11. The first, the first one for me is mid-nines at least, and this one's, this one's close to nine. I like so. the first one. I like I liked the fact that it was it was smaller. You know, like yeah. it was just that crew on that one ship. Um, I like Tom Skerritt. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, the whole crew was was great. Yep. Um, I think the first one was scarier. It definitely was like a horror movie. You know, uh, just that thing being in there, and they're like, in uh, the at first when they don't know it's, an, and then the shit coming out of fucking John Hurt. Oh yeah, that. But. Um, <laughs> This one is just so different. This one is yeah. just pure fucking action movie, and it just happened to be these aliens. But you know, it could, like I said, it could have been Viet Cong, it could have been Zulus, it could have been Comanches, you know. Yep. And they're just cutting loose, you know, uh, badass shit like that. Whereas the first one is just, uh, you know, survival. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, all right, that's our review of Aliens. We don't have any feed sack this week, um, so but you can send well, it's us probably that. Probably because it's such a quick turnaround. Yeah, I'm sure that's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is our What is our voice? Like you can always send us feed sack to two zero six. I have to say the sentence or I can't get the line two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or Silva Gold Podcast at gmail dot com. Our show is on iTunes. It's on Stitcher and it's on our website at silvagold dot com. And our Me. Facebook group is still alive sometimes at facebook.com slash groups slash Silva and Gold. Um, don't know what we're covering next week. I kind of want to cover we'll used think- cars with, with Kurt Russell. Want, yeah, with Kurt Russell. I'll think about it. Did you see we'll Bone Tomahawk yet? I did not watch it yet. I need to do that. I didn't watch anything this week. so. But. Mr. Busy. Ah, Mr. Busy. <laughs> I'll get there. All righty. Yeah, I, um, like I mean, honest to God, you know, uh, do you guys have T&L hot dogs? What kind, what's your hot dog place down there? Uh, do Snoopy's. There's place? a Snoopy's hot Snoopy's. dog place. Um, there's a local one uh, close to here, but I can't remember the name of it. They sell actually vegetarian hot dogs. I'm not going to eat a hot dogs. dog, but for some reason I've just I, – I, there was a picture of this golden, like a, a Labrador retriever with a big foot-long hot dog in its mouth. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. I'm hungry. Dude. I'm getting hungry. I got two shots today, and I was worried they were going to make me feel ill, feel ill. But I feel actually okay, and I'm kind of wanting to eat. So we'll yeah. see if I feel shit later. Shit later. Shit later. You'll right. be all right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. And thank you for listening, as always. Until next time. This is Loaf Oot and Zom. Bye bye. Bye bye.